To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. 100% okay with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. Uh, we, we have, I guess it's kind of like a quarterly thing that seems to be happening because I think the last news show that we titled was like Winter Disney 2021. And now we're at spring Disney 2021. So we are going to give you guys a little rundown on some of the news and the information that is flowing out of the Disney parks world um, at this time. And it felt like it was all last week, just boom, boom, boom. Stuff just kind of was dropping left and right. I couldn't keep up. I'm glad that you two were able to keep up because I was like, I know a lot of stuff happened. Where's my list? And, uh, Jane and Teresa, as always, were like, here you go, Patty. And we've got a whole list of things to run down and to talk about because it was kind of banana pants. There was just a lot going on. Yes, there was. So part of it is because there was another of the investors calls. So they they gave some dates. They announced some things then. But even outside of that, it just felt like there was like little little tidbits here and there. So it was some of them are actually like big, exciting announcements. And some of them are just some some slight in park modifications. Uh, but it was a lot of exciting stuff over the past week. And given some of these announcements that have happened, there's going to be some more exciting news coming up probably between the time we record this and release it. <laughs> this is true. As always, my disclosure, my reminder, uh, we're recording on the 14th of March, 2021. Um, by this evening, everything could change and could be different, but we're not going to re-record. You guys get what you get. I'm sorry. Um, but um, there could be some updates and some additional information. If there is any additional news, come to our Facebook group. You can find us at the No Guilt Disney podcast uh, Facebook group, and we're happy to have all those discussions inside that little group that come up after uh, the show comes out, while you're waiting for the show to come out, you know, anytime, really, like just pop in there and come say, hey. Uh, But yes, that Teresa makes a very good point is the chances are as soon as we get off of this tomorrow morning, we're going to wake up to the big brand new news that Disneyland has an actual opening date. Insert yeah, that's op- probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insert <laughs> opening date here. Okay, guys? Because that's that's just how this is probably going to go. Um, anywho, of course, we will keep you up to date on all of that as much as we can when we know it. But since I already started with Disneyland, let's talk about Disneyland and roll from there. What do we know that's happening on the West Coast? What do we know about Disneyland's reopening? So I think the the big news that came out recently was, so it started off saying that California announced that things like theme parks could open on April 1st. Uh, I don't think any of them actually are. And Disneyland has said it's going to be late April for them. And looking at, they have that, that Touch of Disney event going on at California Adventure. That goes until April 19th. So I think, you know, we've said late April, it'll be sometime after the 19th. 
Yeah, I had heard somewhere and it was probably a rumor and I might have dreamt it or it might have been deep in the Twitterverse. But I had um, heard, I think it was like the 27th, 28th, 29th of April. There was so a, like when they say end of April, like they really mean end of April. Yeah, there there was a there was an image that was floating around that was totally doctored and was not official, but it looked very similar to an official Disney. You know how like when they're putting out stuff on social media now, they just do the blue background and the white letters and kind of give you the bullet yeah. points of what's going on. I don't on. think I saw that. Yeah, it was floating around um, and everybody was like, oh, Disneyland has an opening date. And then people were circling all of the places where, no, this isn't right. The Disney wouldn't do this. It's not on here. And hello, if it doesn't come from an official Disney source, um, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, they own all of those official blue checkmarked items. Like if it's not coming from there, just make sure you know where your news is coming from. Uh, and so that's not confirmed, but I mean, that's, it's not a bad guess, right? It's, those are perfect dates to open. Why not? Right. Uh, so there's a, there's a good chance it opens. Um, now before anybody starts buying plane tickets and packing your bags, cause you want to be there the first day open Disneyland opens, who can actually show up for this opening day of Disneyland, Teresa? So it's only California residents, which I think makes sense because we talked before, even if, you know, they don't, they have the legacy pass holders now. They don't have their annual pass holder uh, situation at the moment. But when we talked about it before, we had said it was going to take, I think, five months just to get the pass holders into the parks with that reduced capacity capacity if they were doing it, you know, one at a time. So I, I think both because of California's higher level of restrictions and because of the just the number of people who are going to be eager to get back, it's only California residents to start. And when they announced the that they could reopen, they said that they could reopen allowing 15% capacity. But I know that they've, with all the people being able to get vaccines right now, they've been moving towards the the reopening levels higher so i think i think by the time they open we'll see it at 25 percent. and i think that's also a reason for them to have pushed it to the end of april rather than trying to rush an opening uh but yeah be i think because of because of health and safety restrictions and because of the number of people they know are going to be trying to to book reservations uh only california residents can go when disneyland reopens which, you know, makes total sense. I get it. So, um, and they've also been without it so much longer than, you know, the Florida locals or people who have been able to travel to Florida. So I'm like, let, let them have their time. Yeah. I mean, 15% that I honestly was like, I want to go if there's only going to be 15% of the typical capacity at Disneyland, because that's basically having a land to yourself. I mean, you could just do cartwheels I, down the say, middle I think of Tomorrowland and nobody could stop you because there's not going to be anyone around you. Um, but obviously that's not the case. <laughs> no, I was thinking like at 15% capacity, I'm like, there's going to be more cast members than guests Absolutely, at that point. But so. you know what? Hey, I cheer that on as well because those cast members have been out of work a long time and this is exciting news, which I think is also what they did. Disneyland did come back out and said, hey, we're excited about the governor, you know, allowing us to reopen, too. We would like to do it as soon as possible, but we have to bring people back. We have to retrain everybody. We have to make sure, you know, um, Pirates of the Caribbean is running correctly. You know, I mean, they got to do all the things they got to do. And so uh, that's why it's not like 
an immediate reopening is what we're looking at. End of April-ish, it sounds like. I I don't know. I wouldn't be too surprised if it turned out to be a little bit later than that, but we'll see. Either way, it's just exciting. Like, it's been a year, you know? So any news about Disneyland reopening is something I am very excited for. Right. And they haven't they haven't talked about what the reopening will look like in too much detail, but I think well it'll be a lot of similar things that we're seeing, you know, at Walt Disney World when they opened and are still happening now. So the masks, distancing, the the adjusted character experiences, um, no parades and fireworks and nighttime shows, but like no fireworks at Disneyland is they're used to that, so they'll be fine. <laughs> um but same thing, like no not doing the fast pass systems or the extra magic hours. Um, and we'll see the park reservation system. I think outside of that it's it's a big question mark as to how they're actually going to to get people getting their tickets and getting them what that in-park experience will look like so one one quick note on disneyland and the fireworks i was actually having a discussion in one of the facebook groups that i'm in and people were like when are fireworks going to come back now that covid's you know everybody's getting vaccinated i think they should come back soon right right and i was like guys I don't think so. Like, first of all, do you know how much money those stinking fireworks cost on a nightly basis? I kind of feel like fireworks might go the Disneyland route where they come in, but they only do them on weekend nights or something like that, you know, to maximize how many people are in the park (laughs) versus the bigger bang for their buck. You know what I'm saying? And people are like, wait, what do you mean? They don't do them every night at Disneyland? And I was like, oh, y'all are so cute. You've never been. <laughs> well, but technically in the um, in the slow seasons here, they actually did not do fireworks every single night here either. So like sometimes you'd, um, you'd find that they would only do uh, Magic Kingdom fireworks like, you know, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday or like, you know, Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever the days were. Um, So that does occasionally happen here. It's not as much, obviously, because we tend to get crowds uh, mostly year round now. But there are times where we don't even run fireworks every single night. Times in like the last couple of years, because I've never seen I've never seen that as a travel agent, as somebody planning stuff for people. I have never, ever, ever come across a date that did not have fireworks. Yeah, it definitely it got less and less over the last couple of years, because I think they also... Um, and this is like pure speculation, just because, I mean, that's why we have a podcast for me. And um, I think it's because as they got to those places where they had less and less and they weren't going to run fireworks, that's when they started adding the like extra events. So I think those were like when they started to add like the villains parties or whatever, because then they could charge extra money and then they would run fireworks on those nights anyway. But it was part of this like extra ticketed event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the last couple of years, it definitely got less and less. But there were times because I would be like, oh, let me pop up and go watch whatever. And I would look and be like, oh, that's not happening tonight. And I'm not <laughs> used to that because for the majority of the year, it's anytime I want. So. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah. And I want to add the point for California. It's even, they will have these fireworks scheduled, but if it's windy or anything like 
they will cancel fireworks, you know, on a whim. And there've been a lot of times I've gone and it's like, nope, sorry, too much wind. We can't do it tonight. So it's not even just about scheduling or not scheduling. It's very, they have to have very, very specific conditions to safely yeah. do the fireworks out there. So that's oh, kind of why sure. we joke about like, they, they, you know, they don't get their fireworks. It, it'll happen, you know, 25% of the time. Um, but I think in Florida, I think as soon as the, they relax the, the distancing, I think you'll start to see, you know, not just, not just the um, fireworks and parades. I think you'll see a lot coming back as soon as that the social distancing can be diminished or removed. Yeah, I think I think we might see something by fall. Like I think Disney oh, for is sure. hoping potentially for that. You know, October first, fiftieth anniversary mm-hmm. could be like come in with a bang. Um, and I think everybody here is kind of hoping for the same, but. Um, you know, I speak for everybody who's kind of had crappy birthdays during 2020 and potentially part of 2021. I don't want Disney to have a crappy 50th birthday. I want them to have like a bang in time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like um, October 1st isn't out of the question. And I would also suspect that um, if they're going to spend the money on fireworks, it's it's going to be for the 50th anniversary like absolutely yeah. like i would if expect it by if then. it's a if it's a financial decision then that's my guess is that they're holding off and they're waiting until then and then at that time that's when everything's gonna you know like you said come back with a bang and be a big big deal um if it's not a financial decision and i could be wrong what do i know i don't know how much money disney makes um you know maybe fourth of july gets to see some fireworks wouldn't that be such a fun like surprise if they just surprised people on july 3rd with the 4th of July fireworks. Was it? And off. I think if they're going to do that, I don't think they're going to announce it. Like, I oh, think if they did sure. it, it, it's one for of those, sure. you know, don't don't anticipate hearing like any news about that. But I know. So July 4th is kind of what they're saying generally for the U.S. is when they're hoping to be able to like move into this next stage of like everything can start to reopen. Like that's when they're hoping with vaccinations and the herd immunity kind of like around 4th of July is when they think people can start to resume resume typical activities that they that they did prior to COVID. Yeah. So it could happen. Yeah. My friend, um, she's hoping for July 4th because that's right around my birthday. So she's like, maybe we'll have fireworks by your birthday. I'm like, I think we're getting a little too, you know, overzealous here. But um, she's keeping the hope alive for that. I, 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 I am not. <laughs> um <laughs> I am, however, shooting for October 1st. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And again, as a reminder, we know nothing. We have no inside scoop. They tell us zilch. You know, we're just talking off the top of our heads on what we'd like to see or what we kind of think could happen or whatnot. You know, we're playing that fun game of who who wants to guess what Disney is going to do or if I ran the world of Disney, this is what would happen. Um, So unless we happen to be right. Unless we happen to be right. And then we knew it all along. In which case, you heard it here first. That's right. That's right. You heard it here first. And we're a very, you know, top quality newscast. (laughs) That's right. And, you know, who knows? Because Josh does listen to our podcast religiously. And so he might be like, I just have him, you know, I visualize him just sitting there shaking with his hand on his chin going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, nodding along, going, that's a really great idea, Patty, Jane, and Teresa. We'll see about implementing. So, I mean, you know, it happens all the time, guys. So 
Don't be surprised. I mean, this is how he spends his weeks, I'm it, sure. He's it, like, it when is. am I going to get that No Guilt podcast? It is. It is queued up on his list. I know it. Uh, all right. All right. So this back to Disneyland. So, so we got Disneyland. It's going to open sometime soon-ish. You are not going to be able to go unless you are a California resident. You can expect all the usual hubbub um, with, you know, masks and pl- uh, plexiglass and social distancing and all that great stuff is going to be included when they reopen. Um, what else is going on at Disneyland? I feel like there's some more stuff going on there. So the one other big thing that I remember is initially they were saying that they would hope that Avengers Campus would open with Disneyland when it reopened, and they've they've kind of walked back on that. So downside is that people will be able to go to the parks, but if you were hoping to see Avengers Campus as soon as you got back, we don't. There's there's not a re or not a reopening, but there's not like a an opening date for that yet, which I guess makes sense because they want to really debut it when they can have more people there. Uh, so I, I get that decision. It's a little disappointing because I you, kind of... Do you really I, think that that's why they're holding off? Because Oh, I have other out. theories. We'll talk about this when oh. we get to some of the Disney World announcements. Okay. I don't. Okay. I have other theories as to why. From, but... a con- from a construction standpoint, this was supposed to open last summer, right? Mm-hmm. So even with COVID, right? And I know that there was pauses and issues, especially in California. There were some definite issues. But you would definitely think it should be, quote unquote, ready to be open and fully functioning mm-hmm. and ready to be opening. So why the heck aren't they going to open it up? I don't care if there's four people in Avengers campus, right? Like open it up. So oh, we'll talk. Like that, I have because I have the I have oh I have today. theories. Yeah, we can talk about yeah. this. Um, All right, tell me what your theories are because guys, this of, of course this Disney news one is going to be a hot mess. It's going to be all over the place. Um, doorbells ringing, dogs barking, uh, Disneyland rumors flying. But now we're into the theory part of the whole episode. Let's let's do this. Go for so, it. Let's jump really, really quick to Walt Disney World. Um, so the other big, big announcement um, recently was that they have the official opening date for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and the the Crepery in Epcot, which are both opening on October 1st, which not really if they're going to pick a big date. Like, you know, it is the anniversary. It's, you know, Walt Disney World anniversary, anniversary of Epcot. Not too surprising. But this is another, another attraction in another area that is basically ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, if they wanted, they could open it now. But they've intentionally chosen October 1st to open these attractions. I have theories about that, too. Yeah, so like I said, so, but this is kind of goes with my Avengers campus. So let's like, we can get we can get into that because it addresses both of them. Um, what okay. is your theory, Jane? So, um, so there's two things, and and it a little bit goes with both of the ideas. Um, but the opening of Remy and La Creperie on October first, when Walt Disney World is celebrating the the 15th anniversary, and it's going to be in all parks. But let's be honest, everybody wants to be in Magic Kingdom because that's really the 50th birthday. Uh, this is a strategy that they employed when Galaxy's Edge opened. And they specifically opened Galaxy's Edge on the very same day that they opened the Food and Wine Festival. And that was the um, that was the year they opened Food and Wine Festival earlier than any other year. And they did it because they knew that Instagrammers, bloggers, vacationers, whatever, they would all want to go to the new thing, right? So everybody bum rushes to the new thing or whatever the special thing is for that day. Well, if you give them two options, it spreads them out. So I think it's it's that same strategy where they were like, everybody's going to try to rush to Magic Kingdom, which we knew because park passes were already 
completely gone for Magic Kingdom. Well, now they say, oh, well, there's this new special thing over here at Epcot. And half those people said, oh, well, dropping that. Now I'm going to go over to Epcot. So they kind of can spread out as much as they can. Obviously, with with uh, park reservations, it makes it a little easier to know exactly who's going where. But I think that's one of the reasons why they did it. But as far as the delay is concerned in both places, they haven't recruited everybody. So they haven't trained everybody. They don't have the entire teams there. And it's not something as simple as, oh, hey, we'll, work, we'll get everybody in this month and then we'll just open them up next month and it'll be fine. Because I know when, um, you know, friends of mine who are cast members over in Galaxy's Edge, when they went through the process, it was two and three months of them training, recruiting, interviewing, really getting immersed in that. And if they're going to do that level of immersion, um, similar to Galaxy's Edge, then it takes them some time to get everybody together and on that same page. So I think that that um, those two things, I think, are why they did that. So I have a different theory. Um, okay. <laughs> so I think part of it, you know, I, I do agree that, you know, they do want to spread people out. I also think for the October 1st date for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, since it is also Epcot's anniversary, they now no longer have to spend any extra money to be like, we're celebrating the anniversary here too. Like, boom, it's already done. They No extra money has to be spent on something special for Epcot. Um, I think the other reason, and this is why you're also going to see Avengers Campus is delayed, is so... The last Saturday in September or around the last Saturday in September is when the fiscal year ends. So if yep. they push everything opening to the next fiscal year, they kind of get like a reset so they can write off the rest of this year, like and not not encourage people to come down right now. Not, you know, they can be like, OK, it's going to be another loss. We'll write off that year and then they can start out the next fiscal year with like huge numbers, huge pushes. And I think that's just given what, you know, given what we know about how certain people at Walt Disney World and at the parks kind of like have that monetary mindset. I think that's the bigger reason is so that way they can just start off the next fiscal year with really big numbers. I'm For laughing. all the new listeners here, she means Bob Chapek. What? She doesn't want to say it again, who, but that's me who she means. criticizing Chapek? I, I mean, I that's so unlike me. So out of character. I will happily call a man out. <laughs> And I envision Josh has now like slapped his knee and he's gone, ah, say this is why I listen to this podcast because they just call it like they see it. Um, okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing personally over here because right before we got on to record, I was listening to one of my podcasts, which is Parcast Conspiracy Theories. <laughs> and so- um, <laughs> Wait, what is this? Oh, okay. So Why this am I not listening. Yeah. So no, you need to. So this is a this is a podcast that what they do is there's always a two parter, and the first part is like they tell the story, and then the second part is they break down the conspiracy theories as to like why things happened the way they happened. The one that I was just listening to was um, about the cola wars between New Coke and Coke and Pepsi and all of that business and like why New Coke was even a thing. And so what they do is when they talk about their conspiracies is there's always like conspiracy theory number one is this. And then they lay it all out there and then they rank it like you know, why they think it's accurate or not accurate or plausible or not plausible. So anyway, I was just like listening to both of y'all's. So I had in my head like going, mm, I would give that a seven out of 10 <laughs> because that's what they do on the conspiracy theory podcast that I listen to. Um, so what is this podcast? It's literally called Conspiracy Theories. It's podcast oh Conspiracy gosh. Theories. 
Yes. Um, so yeah, it's definitely interesting, entertaining. Um, anywho, um, I think you're both right. Like, I, I honestly feel like everything you both said has some either, I don't want to even just say grain of truth. Like, it's the truth. Like, that's probably what different, um, what different um like groups inside of disney have their reasons for doing what they want to do and i think it all ended up being just a consensus of yep this is the right answer this is what we need to do um as far as training avengers campus folks that completely makes sense if they're going to try to do any kind of immersive kind of feel that whole training process for galaxy's edge went on for months right Months. So they yeah. haven't, yeah, they haven't been able to do that with the cast for Marvel. And as you know, a huge Marvel fangirl, yeah, give it to me. Like I want them to come in telling me all kinds of crazy stuff about being, you know, opening Avengers Campus. So um, I'm cool with that. Like, I mean, I'm not in California anyway. It's not like I was going to be there this this first couple of weeks. But that makes sense. Um, also makes sense to tie it uh, or to, that Ratatouille is being pushed back. <laughs> to October 1st for both like split the locations get give people a reason to want to go to Epcot since Magic Kingdom is going to already be filled but then also we don't have to do anything massive major or special separately for Ratatouille now because we're just going to tie it all in with the 50th anniversary like that's us I mean look we're in the cost savings world of what they have to do right now to remain making money with the the COVID situation that they've had to deal with. So I get it, you know, even though I know Teresa's over there going Epcot deserves its own big, and it does, I'm not saying it doesn't, but I get why that choice was probably made from a financial standpoint. So yeah, it's very, very interesting thoughts. Good, good points to make. I, I honestly was just, all I could get past was, uh, Ratatouille is ready to go. Why isn't it opening? I don't understand. And then also, uh, same thing with Avengers Campus. It's ready to go. Why wouldn't they open it? And this is why we talk about these things is because there's a lot of layers and reasons possibly why they're making the decisions they make. I also think to, um, for Avengers Campus, like who wants to open with just 15% capacity? Like you want to, you want it to open and be like, everyone's here it's the greatest party it's like i mean like i want that to be like tony stark's party right like everyone is there i mean not really because i don't like people or crowds or waiting in lines but um but i want the fanfare for them and what i don't want is 12 people walking through a land it makes me sad well, I don't mind 12 people walking to the land if I'm one of the 12. I mean. <laughs> well, you know, just playing the odds over here. <laughs> if I was part of that, then this isn't, uh, this really isn't a problem. But, uh, but yeah, no, I hear what you're saying is we, we want it to be a, a celebration and a successful circumstances and yada, yada, yada. So, all right. All right. Uh, okay. So now I've lost complete track. Um where were we with let's go back to Disneyland. We talked about the reopening. We talked that Avengers Campus is not going to be part of the reopening. And what else was on our list of Disneyland stuff? I think we were going to talk about ooh, ooh, we were going to talk about a touch of Disney event that is going on at uh, DCA. 
And I think it sold pretty quickly. I was not paying attention since I wasn't going to be able to go to it. I honestly was um, not tracking how quickly it sold out. But I had a friend that was trying to get in on some dates, and I know she did not get in. Uh, so I think that sold out fairly fairly fast. Is that accurate, folks, who were possibly watching these things online? Yes, I saw the same thing. I it was it felt a little similar to I guess the first day that park reservations opened up, where mm -hmm. you know the system was just like it could not handle everybody trying right. to get on there at once. And people thought they had something, but they didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It was something, and I wasn't surprised. I think we all, you know, people just want a chance to be in the park, even if they're not going on rides. Um, and I actually thought the price we talked before about, you know, if the price would be worth it. I think it was like seventy five dollars, but that also included like twenty or twenty five dollars to go towards some of your food items it included parking so i thought it was actually a really reasonable price for what you were going to get um and especially for people who just want to be Agreed. in one of their parks like it totally get it so i wasn't surprised at all that it sold out so quickly and kind of good on them for not extending the dates because i think that was also people you know they were saying in theory they could add more dates later if it sold out fast but kind of good for them that they didn't so that way after april 19th they no longer have to worry about how are we going to handle all of these these ticketed events when we're trying to reopen? So it's um I'm excited just to like see pictures of people back in there enjoying a park in Disneyland. And so I do just want to throw out, um, I know that Patty has mentioned it already, but if anyone, any of our listeners are either going to go to Disneyland when it first opens or are going to the Touch of Disney event, um, we'd love to have you on. Or if you're podcast shy, we would just love to talk to you and find out, you know, how it goes, like what's going on out there. We love hearing other people's stories. Um, so you can come and join us in our Facebook group for that. Or you can just email us um, at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. Um, but I do just want to throw that out there because none of us will be able to be out there. And uh, we're kind of nosy and want to know what's going on. So that covers everything for Disneyland. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Uh, okay, so now we're gonna go head back to Walt Disney World land, <laughs> Walt Disney World, and first of all, something to note: uh, park passes are at capacity for spring break. Uh, if you are there right now, bless it, you are there with a lots of peoples, um, and hopefully having a good time. I I did see some things on on Twitter last night uh, where people were saying that yes, even if it's fully booked and fully they didn't feel like it was at capacity like it was only a 25 minute wait for some of their rides um i think this might be one of those situations where visually it looks like your wait is going to be a bazillion years long but that's because of the social distancing lines and whatnot but i also know that in anticipation of these crowds and maybe also in, in anticipation of more folks getting vaccines, uh, just more interest in traveling at this point, spring break coming around, all of those things factored in, a lot more of the attractions are being like every um, – Every row is being filled where they're not they're not skipping rows anymore. I saw Big Thunder Railroad where it was uh, being filled completely. And um, I can't remember what the other one was off the top of my head, but it was something else in Magic Kingdom. But point being, they're filling up all the trains, filling up all the spots. Um, hopefully that's to, you know, start baby stepping us into the next steps where 
we have a full park again with everybody vaccinated, right, people? Because you're getting your vaccines when you can, right, people? I hope I hope if you can, uh, and not everybody can, we know, but if you can, I hope that that is something that you're, you know, on a list for and that you're moving in that direction for because that's going to be our best bet uh, to get back to some sort of, I don't even want to call it normalcy because it'll never be normal again, but you know what I mean. Right, we want to get back. Return to, to familiarity. Familiarity. Kind of what I like with. that. I like that because it's not normal. We're never. It's not going to be normal again. But familiarity works for me. That's a good good way to phrase it. Um, and so, and yeah, when you- park passes at capacity for all of spring break. It's crazy. What I want to add, because you were saying at capacity, um, so Walt Disney World is still thirty five percent. They haven't they haven't gone up yet, so it's still it's not like at capacity. They've allowed so many more people there. It's just it's still that that thirty five percent cap. Right, but my understanding was that it was the capacity of yeah, the, the like so, so that they've maxed out on availability of what's there. But I just don't want people to think that like oh the parks are at capacity now. Like it's still. It's still a diminished right. like capacity to so like not what like you might be old used to. New years. Yeah. yeah. It's not like spring break of years past. <laughs> it's still, I don't still know. fewer I've seen, people than that. I've seen some of these pictures where it doesn't look that different. But again, I think that's because they still haven't reopened some of the shows and some of the attractions. Yeah, like the interior. So people are still kind of pushed outdoors. Yes, yes. Which outdoors is good, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it does make for a visual sometimes where the streets look pretty, pretty full. So, um, but you know what? Smoke and mirrors, right? If you want to go, be safe. Do do your best to (laughs) to be as safe as you can while you're there. Um, So it's busy. uh, And that's also something to keep in mind. I've seen an uptick in folks who are like, it's been a year. I've got my vaccine. I'm ready to go back. Shoot me some quotes, Patty. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So it's I'm seeing it pick up. And if you'll remember, primarily my business has always been on the Ren Disney side of things. And there's still nothing. We still know nothing about Ren Disney, folks. Zero, zilch, zip, nada. Um, Nothing has come out for Ren Disney. And yet I am getting, you know, some of those folks who are just like, I'm not waiting for a race anymore. I'm just ready to go. So if you're thinking about it yourself and you're like, is it too soon? I'm just letting you know other people are also thinking along those lines. (laughs) Um, You are not alone, um, if that helps any. Uh, But I definitely think that we are going to see a fairly busy summer, uh, especially I know how I feel now that I'm vaccinated and it's just a huge mental shift. And I, I definitely think that a lot of people who were travelers and have spent a whole year at home are ready to get back out and explore. So I would expect Disney World to be pretty, pretty busy and Disneyland as well once, you know, they're up and running. Yeah. So I can tell you um, from a Disney Vacation Club perspective that um, I went to book rooms for the upcoming months because I will be vaccinated. And so I'm ready to go back once I'm vaccinated. And availability was next to nothing. And not the usual like, oh, it's next to nothing, but I can at least get rooms at Saratoga, which is pretty pretty usual for a Disney Vacation Club. No, it was like, you can't get rooms, period, end of story. So I wound up picking up like one night here and one night there. Um, 
just over April and May. And even when I went to book for July, July had a bit more availability, but even there, I only had a choice of like two or three places. So um, people are definitely coming back. And the other thing was I tried to book for the 50th. So I tried to book for um, October 1st. I was booking around there a set of days And originally I wasn't going to check in because I was just like, you know, I was in the middle of COVID and I was like, no, I don't want to be around people and crowds and whatever. But um, I, so I just went to book. So I know it's a little bit late, but they are completely booked. I even went to book a cash room and there was only availability at Caribbean beach, Coronado or yacht club for $2,500 a night. Mm. So guess who's currently staying home? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 So fo- folks are are heading are definitely heading back. We're going to see more and more of this I think as as time goes on. So Yes. That being said, we also have a new tool that's going to help us through the parks. Talk to us about Magic Mobile, uh Teresa. Sure. So I'm also I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm a longtime Verizon customer and anybody else who was um, the precursor to my Disney experience was an app called Mobile Magic. I apologize for any time I say Magic Mobile incorrectly because I still have Mobile Magic on the brain. (laughs) Um, But essentially, it's going to be like a an alternative to using a Magic Band. Uh, This is not not replacing Magic Band functionality. You can still use that, but it's essentially giving if you have a smartphone or an Apple Watch you can kind of do a lot of the same things that you're doing with your magic band. So you can use it to get into the parks. You can use it for a fast pass. Um, I think your phone, you have the, the be able to open your room using your phone. Like that will still be on there. So it's going to live live within my Disney experience. And they said they're going to start rolling it out into phases um, over the next few months, starting with Apple products. Um, but so, yeah, so for people, I, I saw somebody make the comment that they constantly had an issue because they would wear their Apple Watch and their Magic Band on different wrists and they would always forget which it was and they kept trying to like tap their Apple Watch to get on, into their fast pass. So they're like, I finally can keep doing, I can do that now and it's going to work. So, <laughs> like I said, yeah. they also, in the announcement about this, they said, Um, They'll be adding like new magic band designs and, you know, colors. So really don't worry if you're if you like the magic band or if you don't if you have, you know, kids who don't have their own mobile phone, um, magic bands will still exist. It's just you can you can choose one or the other, whichever you want to use. I'm really excited about this because I hate magic bands. Um, I never wear one. I always wear. I always take my magic band apart and I put them in, um, what do they call them? They're like magic band buddies or band buddies, something. Yeah, it's like a keychain. You can do it as like a keychain. Um, yes. And I have like like 10 of them. I love them. And I clip them right on my backpack and they're super easy. But as an iPhone user and an Apple Watch wearer, that little chat chat, I can do that. Like I'm very excited for this. But they really didn't tell us anything like details, right? So it's just, a, it's coming soon. In other words, we don't even know when it's coming out yet, right? 
No, like I said, I think that's why they say they're going to do it in phases. So I know some people were starting to see it. Like when they opened my Disney experience, they were kind of getting alerts being like, hey, FYI. So I would imagine it's going to be interesting to see if it's, you know, if they just kind of do it randomly per user, if they do it based on, you know, you have a reservation coming up so they can like make sure they're testing it with people who are actually going into the parks um one of the things that i am so i mentioned you know if you have kids that don't have their own phone they can still use their magic band i'm very curious to see if you can link like more than one account like one magic mobile account on your my disney experience so if if each person is going to still have to like have their own device or if you can do it for like other people who are traveling with you um or you know if I, like I said, I, it's going to be interesting because I know there are some parents who have said, you know, like, oh, my kid just does not wear a magic band. They won't keep it on. So I could see, you know, if they can add their child to it, either rather than themselves or in addition, it could be really, really helpful for those people who just will not keep their magic band on. <laughs> yeah. Or like, are you able to just like tap in with one phone? Like, here's my party of four. That's all four of them on one phone. Right. And just walk through. That would be um, really convenient. Yeah, so that's one thing I don't think has been specified, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, but I I think I'm going to stick with the Magic Band. I, I don't mind them. I like them. <laughs> so I will probably continue to be a Magic Band user rather than having to take my phone out all the time. Um, but like I said, it's, it's nice that whatever they're doing it based on what's going to work best for you. Well, it's definitely nice to have like that extra option and for folks who want to use it that way. I think I'm going to stick with Magic Band too, um, only because it frustrates me like when I use the phone at an airport, you know, to check in and I don't get it in the right place and it takes longer than it should. And like, I don't like that. So I don't want to be the one holding up the fast pass line because I can't get it to click. You know what I'm saying? Well yeah, and I also always turn Bluetooth off on my phone just because yep, I found it drains my battery. It drains battery. Mm -hmm. So if, if it's so, I think that's another. If it's going to require Bluetooth, especially, I'm like, nope, I'm just magic band all all the way. All the way. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, okay. I mean, that's that's a lot. We we went through a lot of stuff that they they popped out at us this week. Um, a couple of notes. All Star Resort. It is reopening March twenty second. Um, something to remember: there's three All Stars resorts. I think this one is All Star Movies. Yeah, right? movies. is it movies? Okay, movies is opening first. Um, so you do now have an additional value option um, since COVID. And the reopening of things, we were only down to um, Pop Century and Art of Animation. And now we've got All-Stars back online for the big All-Star fans who really like like staying there. Um, so that's kind of exciting. The other two, we don't know when they're going to reopen yet. They haven't announced. Um, of course, we'll keep you posted as that comes. And then they also did give a little bit of a hint of um, Disney College program um that there's a hope that by the end of the year they would be able to be bringing this back online i don't think they were specific though right they didn't tell us what that looks like exactly just that we we do we didn't get rid of it we do have plans for it to come back right stand, and this stand was, by for more information right and i think it's because they weren't necessarily prepared to make any announcement about it but during the investors call somebody had asked that question because you know if you 
if you're an investor in Disney, you have the opportunity to ask questions during these calls, which really are my favorite parts because they can be very entertaining. Um, but so somebody had asked about the college program. Um, so that they, yeah, the basic answer was like, they're hoping it can come back by the end of the year, but they didn't clarify if that means, you know, having the cast members working or maybe starting to accept applications for the spring. But it's, you know, they are still, Disney college program is still a thing. They are still hoping to resume that. And I would think around the same time that they do that, they would start bringing back the um the international cast members and i'm blanking on the name like the i'm blanking on what that official name is but i think we'll kind of see that both both starting again around the same time well that's exciting that's exciting yeah yeah i think that's that was some of my favorite cast member interactions and or in hearing the stories of you know folks who went through the dollar call the disney college program and then became long-term cast members afterwards and it's just it's exciting so um that makes me happy that sounds like we're we're getting some of that back and uh Teresa this is this is your moment to shine tell us all about the Epcot enhancements that came out Yes. So Epcot, I was, I was a little apprehensive at first because they announced that Epcot, they, um, part of, as part of like the, you know, the reimagining of the entrance area. So they did debut, there's a new lighting package, which does look really cool. Um, it's kind of like just these lights that change color around where the monorail track is at the front. Um, they, added these flags that have the pavilion icons on them, which is also very reminiscent of, of early 80s Epcot. Um, but they changed the entrance music, which I love. I loved the background music at Epcot, especially at the entrance, because to me, it felt like how Magic Kingdom has the posters of all the attractions to kind of, you know, like the trailers to, to get you ready to go into the park. Um, the Epcot background music at the entrance was the attraction music. So it, it had that same feel for me. Um, but so it's a brand new uh background music track as you go in and i i do like it i'm i miss the attraction music but it has a very very epcot feel so if you think of like the music that you get when you're going into like interventions plaza um it's it feels like that so i'm i'm okay with it it will be an adjustment um and they do have i think on youtube now and people have put together like spotify playlists so if you if you're not going to epcot soon and you want to hear it it's it's available for you um but like I said, I, I appreciate that Epcot is getting getting some love still, even though it's it's kind of a mess. <laughs> um, and at least it's the future world is is becoming a nice place because I don't know if anybody else has seen these harmonious barges and the testing, but that is such a monstrosity back there, and it I I'm. I can't get over how bad it looks like daytime, nighttime. They show tests of like the water coming from like these barges that is supposed to be during the day. And I'm like, you basically cannot see anything around the world showcase. If you, if you liked those views of looking across, across the water at the other pavilions in world showcase, I apologize because it's, oh my gosh, has, have either of you seen any of this yet? So, you so. know, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't complain about a lot of things. I'm usually go with the flow on change and and I don't I don't really honestly care that much about shows either, right? So for Patty to say this looks awful and this is stupid and I can't believe they've done this is saying a lot because the show may be great, but I think leaving those barges out there and like you said with with the water and it, I did see some of that and I was like, "Wow. I do not like this at all." And it does it just changes everything. And I, 
how many iconic photos have you guys taken from one side of the lake to the other to get Spaceship Earth and the whole world showcase around? And it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to, you're not going to, it's not going to be there. So yeah, I'm having a little bit of mourning over this. I agree. And it's not because I loved the previous show so much or don't think that this show is going to be great, but I agree with the visual sight lines being messed up not being a good move like it's it's not my favorite I'm not not happy with it yeah I I, I, I'm I'm having a hard time making a sentence so um I think it was said best uh by one of our listeners Caroline when she said it looks like a giant taco and Thanos's spaceship from Endgame (laughs) and they put it right down in the middle I'm waiting for something to teleport like through that giant. Circle. Yes, it's terrible. And I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful in the way that, you know, in Disney, I trust that you will turn water on and make it somewhat magical, right? It'll still sting because we do love those views, right? All of us love those views, but um, I, I, if it doesn't get better, Y'all, we riot. That's it. At dawn. <laughs> the giant circle on it is off center from like where it's the- off- <laughs> that killed me. And I think it's when because some- that- somebody was like, who did this? And I was right. like, oh, that's a and monster. I think because of where they're talking about where that like the new big festival center is going to go. I think it's kind of centered to that. But I don't know what the status of that is with like everything that's going on right now. So like the, the that's what I was say. wasn't that canceled? I think it, I think the building is still happening, but not not to the extent that they were originally imagining. I think it's going to be a pared down version of it. Um, but yeah, fist like, at Chapek. Yeah, no, but it's like right now, like so, the traditional center of World Showcase as you're walking down there, you know, coming from the front of the park, like it's it's like slightly it's to the right, isn't it? it like over towards Canada, but it's just it's it's off center, so, yeah. and it, just, it looks. I don't, I hate everything about this. And I think we knew nothing was ever going to live up to, you know, reflections of earth for me. That was always, that's still my number one. So I was never going to love anything that came after, but like every single time something happens with harmonious, every single new thing, I'm like, Oh, this it's, it pains me like even more. It's just like a little dig, like, haha, we've taken away your favorite thing. And now you get this. Yeah, it's it's something. It's it's something. Yeah, like it I said, I don't I don't complain about a lot or whatever. But when I've seen this, I'm like, ooh, that's mm, not 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 liking it. <laughs> I don't like this. Uh, so well, it's yeah. funny when you were saying like even just like the taking of the pictures across the water. I mean, like we have it's a photo spot right outside of Japan and you take the picture and it's perfectly framed and you can see spaceship earth. Like everything is so great about that. But I look back at like old pictures I have from like the nineties, like trips when I took at the nineties and there were all these trees in front of Cinderella castle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, lights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, now they're all gone. And so, like, how strange is that? And I imagine that someday we're going to look back and be like, what do you mean there's no giant taco in a photo? <laughs> wow, that was amazing. Why so, did you make this life choice? You know, actually, so here we go. I am giving Disney, Disney, you can have this idea, Josh. This is why you should be listening. What they should do at these photo pass spots 
is have the you know the you have like the magic the magic pictures like they should just do it like with the old backgrounds so you get your picture taken at like your places around world showcase and you get you get it without the barges in the background you're taking it at magic kingdom you get your magic shot with the trees in the background disney you should be like pick whatever decade you want to be in and that's what they'll drop behind you Oh I actually gosh. think that's a fantastic idea. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And now that I'm rocking my 90s overalls again, I totally want the 90s castle in my 90s overalls because, <gasps> right? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh. You definitely need a birthday cake castle. I, 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 and, I, and that. Okay. So let me tell you about the birthday cake castle. This is just a little small side note. Now, my parents... We grew, when I was born, I lived in Southern California, and so I grew up going to Disneyland. My parents were forced to go. They did not like to go, but their brothers and sisters would come to visit Southern California, and therefore, you went to Disneyland. Like, whatever. My parents are not Disney people. So we moved away from there when I was about three years old, and I never went back. My entire life growing up, I never went to Walt Disney World or Disneyland again until my parents got rid of all their older kids and they were just down to two. And I guess they were down to that magical family of four Disney number that they like. And they made this big cross country trip and took my brother and my sister to Walt Disney World the year of the birthday cake castle. And I was so crushed that I was not invited as a grown woman. They did not invite me. I mean, I had PTO. It's not like I couldn't have gone, but they took obviously the two favorites and took them to Walt Disney World. And I've never let them live that down. The only good part is that they did get stuck with the birthday cake castle. However, I would have liked to go. I kind of missed that. So it was terrible. I know, but I wouldn't have known that at the time. I would have been at Disney World and would have thought it was magical. So I would have had no frame of reference because this was also very early uh, internet. So it's not even like I was looking at pictures of the castle daily on Instagram like I am now, right? So Anyway, that's just a little side note. I'm, I'm still, I'll admit, still bitter about it, um, but it's okay because no one in my family listens to this podcast. So that's just for you Listen, guys to know a little bit more about me. <laughs> any ugly castle is better than no castle, right? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. All right. Um, do we have anything else that we want to go back over before we sign off? Teresa, did we hit everything on the list? I think so. That's why I'm going through. Yeah, I think I think we we got all of the big news. And like we said earlier, we got the big news, but very good chances something else is going to happen between recording this and releasing it. So if you're like, well, why didn't they talk about that? It's because Disney is just not on our timetable. So <laughs> write to them and tell them to make sure to get us this news in advance so we can cover it for you. We would love to be able to do that. Correct. Correct. All right. So if you would like to tell us your thoughts about old ugly castles or the monstrosities <laughs> at Epcot or, you know, like I said, going to Disneyland, whatever. If you just want to chat with us, please come join our Facebook group. It's No Guilt Disney. Or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And I also want to add, if you have your own Disney conspiracy theories, share those too. Because I feel like there's an episode around this. Um, uh, I'm just, just going to say, do we need an episode? Of we need an episode theories? of Disney conspiracy theories. Yes. Yeah, somebody go drop that in the in the Facebook group and we'll start gathering uh, feelings and thoughts on that. Because um, 
I'm yeah. logging in right now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Let's make this happen. <laughs> and make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. Bye, y'all. <laughs>